You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. I'm Smiley the dog. I am a mutt. I'm Smiley the dog. I'm super smiley. I have a cat too sweet to travel kitty. I have a big girlfriend. Angel's really pretty. I have a pony. We share a big horse. We have a big yard. Yeah, we have to, of course. I have a pool. In the summer, I stay cool. We have a fountain. live in the mountain. Live high on the hump. Need to be a spokes dog. I'm Smiley the dog. I am a mutt. I'm Smiley the dog. I'm super smiley. Woof and super smiles, everybody. Welcome to a super smiley adventure on Pet Life Radio, the largest pet podcasting and Wi-Fi network in the world. I'm Megan Blake here with Smiley, my giant mutt and spokes dog for throwaways. And from our Malibu rescue crew, Toot Sweet the Travel Kitty is sitting here with Smiley and me because he wanted to be the first kitty to hear this show. Today, we're continuing our adventure through all of Safe Havens at Best Friends Animal Sanctuary to visit Cat World. This radio tour at Best Friends is so Awesome! We've been to Dogtown, Horse Haven, the Parrot Garden, and today, Robin Jackson joins us to tell us what the kitties and their people are up to at Best Friends Cat World. Welcome, Robin! Thank you, Megan. It's really nice to be here. We're so excited that Robin is here because she's also going to share some great information about behavioral issues, socialization, expel some myths about important things like feline leukemia, lots of great info, and I have lots of questions. But first, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back to talk with Robin, team leader from Best Friends Animal Sanctuary's Cat World. Toot Sweet says he's cool. Smiley, can you wait? Wait. Good boy. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. I'm Smiley the dog. I'm Super Smiley. Let's rock. Is the coast clear? Are you sure they went to Petco? Where else would they go? Oopsie. Hey, calm down. I smell presents. <gasps> go to PetLifeRadio.com slash Petco and get up to 40% off hundreds of holiday items at Petco. PetLifeRadio.com slash Petco. Uh-oh, step on it. Okay. Oh, not on my tail. <laughs> Petco, where the pets go. Dyson. The new Dyson Animal Vacs are powerful bagless upright vacuums for homes with pets. Air muscle and radio root cyclone technology generates the strongest suction power to powerfully remove dust, dirt, and pet hair from the home or car. To order your Dyson Animal Vac, go to PetLifeRadio.com forward slash Dyson. PetLifeRadio.com forward slash Dyson. To order your Dyson Animal Vac today. Dyson. Music to your ears. Want to know what cats like to eat for breakfast? Mice Krispies, of course. Learn everything there is to know about cats on Catitude with your host, Tom Doc. Each week, we'll spotlight a cool cat breed, give up-to-date advice on cat health, and check out spiffy new cat products. So curl up on the couch every week for a perfectly enjoyable time on Catitude. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com.
And we're back on Pet Life Radio, a super smiley adventure. I'm Megan Blake, and today we're back on our super possum radio tour of Best Friends Animal Sanctuary in the gorgeous Angel Canyon in Utah. Best Friends is the largest animal sanctuary in the United States, working to provide forever homes for thousands of animals and toward the day when there are no more homeless pets. And working for the cats, we welcome Robin Jackson to our adventure today. Hey, Robin. Hey, Megan. How are you doing? I am really, really doing great here with Smiley and Toot Sweet. And Robin, first I have to ask you, where are you from? I'm a Southern girl too. Where are you from? (laughs) I'm originally from Jackson, Mississippi, but I haven't been there in quite a long time. But I think I still have my accent. Where are you from? I grew up in the North Florida, South Georgia area. So, oh, Thomasville. Yeah, well, my people were from the Macon area, and I grew up in Jacksonville, Florida. When you first said Jackson, I was thinking maybe Jacksonville. But anyway, so it's so great to have you here. And I had the thrill and the truly life-enriching experience to volunteer at Best Friends in Utah and to visit Cat World. And let me tell you, this is not a room with cages of cats. The enrichment activities to keep their brains engaged and life fun is all there. Robin, if somebody were to walk into Cat World right now, what would they see? Oh, my gosh. They would see so much. First of all, they'd see all the runs, and then they'd probably see quite a few cats out with volunteers taking them for walks on leashes, which the cats absolutely love. And there's just a lot going on here. It's amazing. We try to enrich these cats' lives as much as we can since basically they are dormitory living, but they do have awesome runs outside. They have branches that go up into the rafters, and a lot of volunteers come to help us out with these cats. The way it looked to me when I walked in, when I walked in the room, to what my experience was, was it was like a giant outdoor room. It was enclosed with screens so they could see outside, they could see the birds, and they could see the sky. But like you said, there are branches, there are trees inside that they can climb on, there are perches all around, and all the cats look so happy. Many of them are just sleeping and resting, but many of the others are, are hanging off and batting, playing with one another. It's a really fun environment, right? It really is. I mean, it is the next best thing to having their own forever home. So most people, when they do see these runs, they're going, gosh, you know, if I die, I want to come back as a cat here at (laughs) Cat World. It's like Disneyland to them. So we're real proud of that fact. And we're real proud of the volunteers that help us out with the enrichment programs that we have for these cats. I mean, some cats have some behavioral issues if there are too many cats, not too many cats, but they're not used to being around a lot of cats in a run. So we started saying, hey, let's see if this cat will go for a walk. And there's this cat that we had here named Sugar. She had a gimp leg and she was a tiny little thing. Feisty. Oh, my God. She was so feisty. (laughs) Um, She belied her name, actually. So... We started taking her for walks, and it just made all the difference in the world. She calmed down. She got along with all the other cats, and she actually got adopted. So that's the kind of thing that we try to figure out for each cat, what kind of enrichment program we can put them on. We have a cat named, named Rayad. You know, he's just kind of a grumpy guy. I mean, he's beautiful, but, you know, if he feels like biting you, he will. 
Like you're saying with the cats, they're like people, they're like dogs. They all have their own individual personalities. They're still cats, but they have their own, their own wants, their own desires. And I want to go back to this walking, this walking thing. I had a kitty named Priscilla and she loved to go on walks too. Do you find that people can train their cats to go on walks or is it like you said, it's just the ones that sort of take to it? What do you advise people about walking their cats? Well, my experience is people can train their cats to do this. The first thing that they would want to do is get the correct size harness and try the harness on the cat inside the home. And the cat's not going to like it right away. I mean, because that's something strange on them. And then just maybe for a few minutes each day, put it on the, on the cat. And then after a while, the cat will become used to it. Well, I can't say all cats will, but that's the way to, to check out if you can train your cat. And once, once they have gotten semi-used to the harness attach a leash to it and carry them outside and let them smell the roses. Right. That sounds great. It is very important, like you said, to walk a cat on a harness rather than with a collar. And Priscilla loved to go for walks. She just walked right along beside us, just like a dog. She was very confident. And Tootsweet, the travel kitty, who's traveled over 130,000 miles with me, he's very used to the harness as well. And, and wow. traveling. Yeah. <laughs> he's had a lot of adventures. So he's used to the harness. But I had a kitty named Opal. And every time I put the harness on Opal, she would fall over and she would think she was paralyzed. She thought she was just in, <laughs> she thought she was in, a, in some kind of hog tie or something and we never got her used to it. She would just literally fall over on her side. So like you said, many kitties enjoy it, but you just have to work with with your own personality that you brought home, right? That's right. That's right. You just have to see which ones will take to it and which ones won't. But that's a real fun thing to do with your cat. And you've also got really great enrichment toys and undercover mouse. Talk about some of the, the toys that you have so we can get ideas for our own cats at home. Well, there are several toys out there that the cats just can't resist, you know. And undercover mouse is one of them. And it's a little tail thing that kind of spins around underneath <laughs> underneath the canvas cover and it just looks like there's a mouse under there and all they can see is their tail and it works with batteries and uh, you might as well stock up on batteries with this because the cats absolutely love them. So that's one of them and we're constantly replacing the batteries and then there's some more that have a little wire thingy with a, a mouse looking thing on the end of it. They can't resist that either and it's on a stick and you can just sit there. You don't even have to move and just kind of flick your, your wrist around. And the next thing you know, you've got five cats surrounding you wanting to get that thing. What about cat agility? Do you all do something with cat agility? I love that Best Friends not only caretakes and rehabilitates these animals and looks for forever homes, but Best Friends is constantly looking for better ways to socialize and caretake. Like when I was there at Dogtown, I took a workshop on energetic massage for dogs. So talk about the agility for cats and can we make our own agility course? Oh, yes. We can make our own agility course. You can use, you don't necessarily have to have agility equipment which we just ordered and has arrived. But we found with this cat, Rayad, the one who I was talking about who likes to bite periodically. (laughs) Yeah. We found that he loves to do agility. We had a whole bunch of chairs lined up. And we had him jump from one chair to another to another and then go through the legs of the chair. And we were using treats. And it just engaged his mind. And he's the kind of cat that needs more stimulation than another cat. But it really helped him amazingly. So we're going to set up our agility equipment outside. And uh, when we take some of the cats for walks, we're going to see which ones are really, 
really want to do it. And I'm pretty excited about it because there's so many cats here that just, you know, you don't want them to give up waiting for their forever home. So in the meantime, we're going to try to make life as much fun for them as we can. That's why we also introduce sleepovers for these cats, you know, any yes. volunteer. I know, isn't that awesome? It's really awesome. Let me just tell everyone very quickly, when you volunteer at Best Friends, which you all must do, you can have sleepovers in your own hotel room or cabin and bring the cats or the dogs or even a pig. So tell everybody about the kitty sleepovers. Well, we've got probably close to 50 cats that will go on sleepovers, and and we're constantly each day signing them up. But a volunteer will come in, and if they decide to take a cat or two cats on a sleepover, they'll pick which ones, and we set up a little bag full of toys and clean up stuff, and they go with their own litter box and their own bed, and the cats actually get to experience a semi-home environment with a bed, a chair, lamps, and we have gotten a lot of good feedback on these cats, and many of them have become adopted due to that. I think Best Friends in Cat World is about the only, I'm not sure, but it's probably the only place where you can take one of their cats on a sleepover. I've yeah. never heard of any other place, and it was so much fun to do that. Like you said, it works on their socialization, and I bet a lot of people do take a kitty home and say, this one's going to really, really come home with me for their forever home. We had a cat named Koala who has cancer, and oh. she's an office cat, and she's scared of other cats. So I kept pushing for Koala to go on a sleepover. She'd never been on one. And these two volunteers came, and I said, you've got to meet Koala. I'll take you up to the office to meet Koala. So they came up and met Koala. The next day, they brought her back, and they were in tears. They said, we're adopting oh. her. Oh. <laughs> oh. I call her the little dictator. <laughs> That is so good for koala. And cats can do very well on chemo. The cat I mentioned earlier, Priscilla, she lived to be 26 years old. People hardly believe this, but she did. She was one of these genetic anomalies that with the longevity, she just lived and lived. Her cancer returned six times and she had multiple strokes. But every time, you know, it came close, I'd ask her, I'd say, Priscilla, you know, is it time? What do you need? You know how you talk to animals. And every time it was like, she said, I'm still going, I'm still going. And she sure did she she just went on and on and cats can do very well on chemo and speaking of that you were going to dispel some myths for us feline leukemia i'd always heard was pretty much a death sentence but that's not true at all is it tell us about your cats with leukemia no it's not we have a, a building here that is strictly just feline leukemia because it is contagious to other cats uh if they use the same litter box or groom each other that kind of thing um use the same bowls to eat out of, but they can live long lives if they just carry the leukemia virus. Most kittens, if they are positive for feline leukemia, if they do make it after the first year, that's a good sign. We've got, then there's three years, then there's seven years, and then on and on. But we have cats that have been in our leukemia building for quite a while, and three just got adopted. But one of the myths about feline leukemia is it's not a death sentence. If you don't have any other cats, you can adopt a feluke-positive cat, and it could live a good, healthy lifespan. Don't you have one cat there with feline leukemia who's in his 20s? I don't know. 
I'm not sure I, about that. I think I think I was told that. I think Barbara, Barbara, and I think I actually met the cat when I was there visiting. That this cat had had feline leukemia for oh, okay, for, yes, for, oh, yes, yeah, yes, for a couple Me of too. decades. And so, if it's managed properly, and like with Priscilla is another great example. These cats can just and Toot Sweet has diabetes, and he does fine too. So it's just like a person. You just take care of yourself, and they can go. Like Priscilla says, I'm still going. I'm still going. <laughs> right? I know. I know. <laughs> The FIV myth is it's also not a death sentence and FIV positive cats can live with other cats that aren't positive if there are no aggression issues because oh. FIV is usually transmitted through bites. Oh, that's and, very interesting. Uh, yes, and if your cat doesn't have any teeth and it's FIV positive, there's nothing to worry about. I'm sitting here in cat headquarters right now and Patch, one of my most favorite cats in the whole world, He's FIV positive with um, four other cats here who aren't. So that's pretty exciting. I mean, there are a lot of veterinarians across the country that mistakenly tell uh, their clients, oh, your cat just tested positive for FIV, we need to euthanize, you know, la, la, la. And we're just trying to dispel that myth. Well, I'm glad that we can help do that because I met some of these kitties and they were they were just going and having wonderful, wonderful lives and they were actually actually thriving. And Toot Sweet and Smiley are telling me it's time for a quick commercial break. We're going to be right back with some great tips from Robin from Cat World at Best Friends. You're going to wait? Good boy, Smiley. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. I'm Smiley. I'm Super Smiley. It's the holidays at PetSmart, so come one and all. There are hundreds of gifts for pets big and pets small. Toys only at PetSmart so special and new. They'll love the gifts. You'll love the value. Hurry to PetSmart today for your very best friend and save 30 to 50% before the holiday ends. The holidays are just around the corner. Go to PetLifeRadio.com slash PetSmart and save up to 30% on awesome gifts for the pets and pet people in your life. Toys, collars, leashes, PetSmart gift cards, treats, and more. So shop early and save money. Go to PetLifeRadio.com slash PetSmart today. I don't make any decisions about who to hire without going to Angie's List first. You'll find reviews on home repair to health care written by people just like you. With Angie's List, I know who to call and I know the results will be fantastic. Angie's List you can trust. Go to Angie'sList.com forward slash super and get 25% off any subscription. That's Angie'sList.com forward slash super. S-U-P-E-R. Love your pets but wish their medications were a lot less expensive? They are at 1-800-PET-MEDS. You'll not only save on flea and heartworm medications, but on prescriptions for arthritis, incontinence, thyroid, and more. And you get fast service, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Plus, our licensed pharmacists ensure accuracy, monitor drug interaction, and more. See why over 5 million people have trusted their pet's health to 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. Call now or order online. Go to 1-800-PetMeds.com forward slash adventure, A-D-V-E-N-T-U-R-E to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more at PetMeds.com. When you're looking to add a pet into your life, consider adopting a homeless animal from your local shelter or rescue group. Whether you want a kitten, puppy, or a more mature pet, a purebred or a -a one-of-a-kind mixed breed, 
even a rabbit or hamster. Your shelter has the best selection of animals anywhere, all screened for good health and behavior. PetLifeRadio.com presents Take Me Home with your host, Susan Daffron. Join us each week as we showcase wonderful pets, tell stories, and even throw some pet education into the mix. So get ready to find out why the pet adoption option can be a great way to add a furry companion into your life. Take me home every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. And we're back on a super smiley adventure with Robin Jackson from Best Friends Cat World. Welcome back, Robin. Thank you. Fun. Oh, good. I'm glad you're having a fun time. <laughs> we're having a fun time, too. And at Best Friends, you work on stimulating their brains and making them happy and socializing. Can you give some tips to people who have a cat that might have a cat that's too shy or one with aggression? Dogs, we pretty much know how to train them. How do you train a cat? Well, first of all, if the cat, depending on how shy the cat is and it's new to the home... I would say let it have its space. You know, let it get used to its surrounding in a smaller area, like maybe a bedroom or a bathroom. But let it be close enough so that it sees you and can hear your voice and starts to get used to the smells and the sounds. And then just talk to it periodically during the day. Try giving it some treats. Try not to make too much eye contact. I think the main thing is patience. Because the cat will come around basically when the cat is ready. Uh, you can, you know, push the envelope a little bit and you could try. What we use a lot is uh, baby food. We use Gerber's baby food. We put a little bit on our finger and that's like kitty crack, you know. They like, they just <laughs> love, they love baby food. And if you can get it to lick off your finger, that's great because it's an extension of your body touching that cat. That's a yeah, really good tip. And it's also a great way to give cats their medicine, too. They just love that baby food. <laughs> That's a real good idea. Yeah, anything soft and giving medicine is great. My, my miniature horse now is on some powdered medication, and I put it in applesauce. I know cats wouldn't necessarily go for the applesauce, but it works great for, for the horses, and I can see how the baby food would have the same, the same effect. That's a really good tip. And then once you do get close to them, cats, like dogs, and like us, love massages. So if you can get behind those ears and on that neck and just give a nice massage, you pretty much have them if you can do that at that point, right? Just about. And, and plus, <laughs> if you can get them to do that little elevator butt, then you are home free. <laughs> we all know what that is. That's great. Yeah, with that, that little straight tail That's straight just up. That there. little butt going up. You're going, all right. This is. Okay, I don't have to worry anymore. Got elevator butt. That's right. I like that. I want to share with everyone, when I volunteered at Best Friends, as soon as I stepped out of my car after the long drive from L.A., I looked up into the night sky and it was just covered with a blanket of stars and the mountains were covered with snow. It was silent. And I was just... I stepped out of the car and it felt like I just stepped right into a true sanctuary. And Cat World has that feeling of peace too. Of course, there are kitties rolling around and playing, but it really feels like cat heaven. Do you agree with that? I think you actually mentioned something like that earlier. It's perfect. I for do. I do. It really is different. You know, it's just a place where you try not to take advantage of the fact that you're there. You don't want to take it for granted. It's just, it has this, um, it's just that peace. 
And right. uh, the passion for all the caregivers and volunteers who come to help is palpable. It, it is palpable. That's the right way to say it. I cannot emphasize to people enough, if you have time a couple of days or a week to take your vacation and go volunteer at Best Friends, it will truly be a life and enriching experience. It's amazing. Tell people how they can do that, how they can find you all and, and come to Cat World. I want to say Cat Heaven, but how they can come to Cat World and work with you. Well, if you're computer literate, you can just go to www.bestfriends.org. Bestfriends.org. Okay. And it's a fountain of information. Once you find that website, you can also get in touch with the Volunteer Welcome Center. They will answer any questions you may have. You can volunteer in any area you would like to volunteer in. There's a magazine that's out, Best Friends Magazine, which is also a fountain of information. But probably the best way would be online is to go to the website. Bestfriends.org. That's very, very easy. And part of our adventure here on our show with pets is to see where they lead us, whether it's out in the world to Utah or in inner journeys. Have the kitties taught you anything about life or even about you? What have you learned from the cats? Oh, my gosh. I have learned so much from these little (laughs) critters. It's like, okay, they've totally uh, changed my views on just about everything I thought. (laughs) I thought I knew. So what I have learned is they can really pick up on whatever mood you're in. That's one of the main things that I've learned is uh, is if you're calm and centered and they are calm, but if, you, if you're a little stressed or whatever, they'll leave the room. They don't want to be around you. Hmm. So I've learned a lot, especially with uh, the cats. I have a few dogs of my own. I came down here with five dogs. <laughs> but um, it's just amazing their own little language that they can teach you. It's almost like we need to learn their language more than they need to learn ours. Right. They really are centered in an energetic space, in a very centered space as to who they are, and they, they help reflect who we are, I guess, right? Right. They do. And then we've got to understand that, you know, some of these cats have never been around humans. They don't want to be around humans, and they shouldn't have to be around humans if they don't want to be. So that's one of the things that I, I'm learning is that, you know, some cats, if they're here and they don't want to be around you, that's okay. They don't have to be around you. I mean, these- so we try to make little places for them to go where they can be comfortable while we're, you know, doing our thing. Are these cats that have been feral cats? Do you all ever work with feral cats, and do you have any advice on socializing them? Well, yes, we do have feral cats. And um, from what we've learned about feral cats is if they're adult feral, they're pretty hard to socialize unless it's one-on-one. When they, if you can socialize a feral cat, they will totally bond with you. Mm-hmm. They'll still run if somebody else comes into the room. That's like Too Sweet. Too Sweet was a feral kitty when I found him, and um, and he loves me so much. Like you said, he does the little elevator butt. Is that what you called it? And um, right. and and he just sits there and looks in my face and loves me. And he actually has gone on Animal Attractions TV many, many times with me. He trusts me. He travels with me. He sits right there. But no one else can come near us when he's with me. He just doesn't want any. He's terrified of any other people coming within his personal space, which is within about two feet of him. Is that what you find with these feral cats that actually bond with people? Yes. Actually, I brought home, I adopted three of the cats from this big prompt rescue that we did four years ago, where over 800 cats were in a hoarding situation, institutionalized hoarding. 
and I adopted three of them. Well, when I brought Hector home, he was just this wild man. I called him Slash and Burn Hector or Hannibal I love Hector. <laughs> but I brought him home, and you know, I thought, okay, I can work with him. I can work with him. Well, he just cried and cried and cried at night, and I thought, what is going on? I didn't see him bonded with anybody, you know. So then I decided to bring home Mooch. So I brought home Mooch, and Hector stopped crying. His friend was there. So now Hector has decided, now this is months and months ago, Hector's decided he's going to prefer me to Mooch, which is, oh my God, I am so excited. I'm ecstatic. (laughs) You're honored. I can just see it going before my own eyes that he is starting to bond with me. And it's exactly, you know, as research has said, this is what's happening. You know, we also have abandoned house cats who end up in feral colonies oh. that can be re-socialized. It's, I it's see. Just, there's a lot of uh, stray cats, lost cats that end up going to established feral colonies because of the food. So right. just because you may adopt a cat or take home a cat that comes from a feral colony doesn't necessarily mean that they are feral. It just means they may be scared, they may be frightened. And it's kind of hard to tell until you can just spend a little time with them. That's the important thing is spending time with each animal. And like you said earlier, seeing what they tell you because animals, animals don't lie. That's one thing. Once you learn to read their signals and read what they're telling you, they will tell you their history and they will tell you what they need, right? They will. They will. And sometimes they think we're the dumbest, dumbest (laughs) species on the planet. You know, it's like. I do know. (laughs) <laughs> they just yes. want to whack us going, can't you understand what I'm trying to tell you? Exactly. My horse, Starfire, every morning, he goes from his stall down onto a hill and I let him loose and he walks by himself because he knows the routine. Then I get his hay and all of his bucket of breakfast and I carry it down. And I know he's telling me, you are so slow. Why are you always so slow? And I always say to him, I say, you have four legs. I have two legs. This is how long it takes. <laughs> so it is true. You can you have conversations with your animals and they will tell you exactly what they're thinking if you tune into it, right? Exactly. I mean, I, it sounds like me when you're that's funny because I mean I say the same things to my animals. I'm going, just give me a break. I'm human. <laughs> right. We're only human. You're, you're right. Only, you're only human. Well, here's another question. Um, speaking of the horses being outside, outdoor or indoor? All my cats have always been 100% indoor. And in, in Malibu, we have coyotes. So if they go out, they definitely don't last long. But in England, the general consensus is that it's okay for cats to go out into their English gardens. So what do you think? What do you think? I think it depends on where you are and what your situation is. Indoor is very high on best friends list as far as adopting a cat out. It has to be indoor only. But speaking personally, I lived in one area where there's no way I would let my cats outside because there were so many coyotes. And uh, it was just, if a cat has to be indoor only, then you got to take the extra effort to make their environment more enriching. But if you live out, let's say, in England with the English gardens and all that, and you're far away from traffic and you haven't seen any wild animals on your property, I don't think it's a problem. A lot of people will build outdoor catteries, though, to, uh, as a solution to the whole thing. That's um, a great idea. That's kind of like the indoor-outdoor room, the way I was describing your room there at Cat World. Right, right. And a lot of houses here in Kanab have outdoor catteries, which are awesome. And plus, if you take the cat out and it's learned to walk on a leash, 
That's another thing. The cat has to train the human how to walk on a leash because <laughs> the cat in charge. You know, if the cat wants to sit there and roll in the sand, that's the walk. You just sit there and, and watch it, you know, just roll around in the sand. The cat's in charge, you know. The cat pulls you. You don't pull it. But, that's right. It's not. You're not going to teach a cat to heal like a dog, I don't think, right? No, no, not at all. We have a cat here that, that his name is Bogey, and he's deaf. Aww. And um, he went on his first walk. Oh, my God. I thought he had gone five, ten miles. We were going to give the volunteer a, a whistle because <laughs> he, was, he was taking everybody clear across the sanctuary. <laughs> so the indoor-outdoor thing, I think if your cat is indoors, then, you know, take him out on a walk if you can. You know, That's if a- you can't, then just, uh, you know, get a lot of catnip and a lot of cat trees and play with them. I, those are great ideas. I, I agree 100% with you. And back to some more caretaking issues. Tell us about declawing, how that can affect behavior. Just tell us. Well, a lot of people think declawing is no biggie. They think it's just removing the claws of the paws, of the front paws. Well, actually, it's removing the first knuckle on each on the cat's paws. Very painful, very emotionally traumatic to the cat because cats, they like to dig when they eliminate. They dig. They don't understand what happened. They like to sharpen their claws. They like to, These are all natural activities that cats do that we have taken away by declawing the cat. And what we're finding is there are litter box issues related to doing that. I mean, cats will start peeing in beds, possibly spraying. When they're trying to dig, it just doesn't feel right in the litter box, so they're not going to use the litter box. They may become more aggressive to other cats because we've taken away their only means of defense other than their teeth. So there's a lot that goes with this medical technique that just that people don't think about. And the vets and I, don't even think about. I don't. I don't mean to say all vets, but right because I was just about to say that many vets refuse to do the procedure now. And exactly. in Los Angeles, in some areas, declawing is actually illegal. They're not allowed to do it. So more people are getting the the idea that this isn't just like you said to begin with. It's not just a simple procedure for convenience. But if someone is just really aggravated with their cat because they're they're clawing up all the furniture and they're like, "I'm going to take this cat to the shelter. I can't stand this anymore." What advice would you give them instead of declawing? What can they do? First of all, I would get any type of scratcher they could get to uh, divert the cat from scratching on the furniture. The cardboard scratchers, if you don't have much money or cat trees, anything that you think, and then put catnip on where you would like them to scratch. And there's a product out called Soft Paws that you can fit over the cat's claw itself. It's like a little plastic fingernail cover, sort of, right? right. Is that the way you describe right. that? Right. And say the name of that again so people can find that if they need it. It's called Soft Paws. Okay, and great. I think most vets know about it, and I'm just thrilled about, you know, in L.A. or California where decline may not be allowed anymore. Yes, yes. Well, we're trying to lead the way, taking care of our animals out here. And that's, that's right. That's, that's awesome. It is. It's awesome. And that's what you all are doing at Best Friends, too. Robin, is there any other thing that you'd like to share about cats before we go? Well, come out and visit us. I mean, it'll, it's just going to blow you away. I mean, you just cannot describe this area. You cannot describe Best Friends. You can try, but once people come, they're going, oh, my God, I had no idea it was like this. 
It's a hundred percent true. That's why I've described it over and over on all of the, the radio tours that we're doing at Best Friends. It is so amazing. There's no other way to say it. I had driven in LA traffic. Actually, my car had broken down. I'd had to rent a car on the way, but I was determined to get there. I got a ticket in the dark, dark, dark night because I had my bright lights on. I still don't understand that one, but I'd gotten a ticket. I was so stressed. I got there at three in the morning and I was just like, I'm going to get in the bed. I'm going to get in the bed and get up at seven and do my thing. The second my feet touched the ground, it was like, it was like peace. Everything went away. It is a magical, magical place. Everyone, please go volunteer at Best Friends. You will not regret it. it it's amazing. It's a great experience. When are you coming back? I'd like to come back this fall. I'm not sure, but that's what I'd like to do. I don't know because Smiley's so busy. Let me tell you about this, Robin. Smiley has a flash mob tour that's touring the country for pet adoption. And- <laughs> oh, I've got to see that. It's really fun. Well, it's on our, our YouTube channel, which is at youtube.com slash Megan Blake. And we just put another pointer there. If you put in supersmileyflashmob.com, that'll take you right to our flash mobs. And Smiley's going all over the place. And he, you know what? We need to come out to Best Friends and bring Smiley and do the flash mob dance up there with you all. That's what we need to oh, do. Oh, God, that would be awesome. I'd love to see that. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> else would too. Robin, if we do that, you're not going to see it. You're going to be dancing in it. You'll look at some kitties. Oh, good, on good, good, good. <laughs> well, Robin, Robin Jackson, thank you so much for joining us here at A Super Smiley Adventure on Pet Life Radio, which is the largest pet podcasting and Wi-Fi network in the world. Thanks so much. This is a blast. Oh, I'm so glad you're with us. And before we go, as always, super important shout out to Toyota's Pet Safe Initiative. We were down at Petco Park in San Diego for a dog-friendly Padres game. Toyota was there sharing our pet safe travel tips and Smiley makes it simple. Smiley says, buckle up, harness up, super smile and enjoy your adventure. Thank All right. You. All right. Thank you again, Robin. We wish you the best of luck with Cat World adopting out all those kitties. And until next time, I'm Megan Blake here with Toot Sweet the Travel Kitty and Super Smiley. Woof and super smiles. Let's Talk Pets every week on demand only on PetLifeRadio.com.